This is Dave Burnett. I want to welcome you to the God's Family Plan podcast. Today's episode is entitled, The Truth, The Whole Truth, and Nothing But the Truth. With today's podcast, we'll begin a series of podcasts that will explore the answer to the question, what on earth is going on? For many, the beginning of this decade, the decade of the 2020s, may be characterized by three words, COVID, chaos, and confusion. Now, I'm not sure that there's anyone on the planet who's not experienced some impact of these three in some form or another. And if I began a list of news headlines from this period, it would be extensive. It would include everything from COVID lockdowns and lockouts to mask and vaccination mandates to gender confusion and LGBTQ rights, parental rights and education, abortion, border and immigration issues, inflation, major supply chain disruptions, energy and environmental issues, January 6th, Hunter Biden, election integrity, political contentiousness, wars or rumors of wars around the globe, and you may be thinking of even more that you might add to this list. So what on earth is going on? You know, even if you aren't intentionally listening these days, you're likely to hear the sound of diverse and competing voices, and they're attempting to persuade you that they have the correct answer to that question. The voices of a variety of political, social, environmental, and economic causes and perspectives are clamoring to convince the mind of the masses. Mainstream media, social media, plus a variety of digital news sources are competing for our attention and access to our devices 24-7 around the clock and from around the world. However, as a spirit-filled follower of Jesus, I do not trust the secular media in any format to tell the truth, whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I question the secular media's ability to deliver information that is free from spin and unaffected by the bias and agenda of their owners and sponsors. And most certainly, the secular media do not hold themselves accountable to either God or His Word. This is a season when we, as followers of Jesus, need to question the objectivity and perspective of every secular voice, even those we've trusted in a past season. In this questioning, I've come to believe that there's one particular voice, a voice that's been speaking what Jonah 2.8 refers to as lying vanities into multiple generations, a voice that we need to question with great intentionality, focus, and discernment. As the body of Christ, we must become more aware and informed regarding the expanding societal influence and anti-God agenda of humanism and in all of its related forms. And if you'll allow me for the next few minutes, I will explain why I believe the humanist movement is such a matter of urgency for the body of Christ in our quest for the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Pure and simple, humanists do not believe in a divine creator. They do not believe in the God of the Bible. But even though humanists do not believe in God, humanism, in fact, has a God, little g. Humanism makes an idol, or God, of human reasoning and logic. And in this, humanism defies true biblical values and promotes the removal of their influence from each and every sphere of society, including the church. Let me say that again. Humanism 
promotes the removal of biblical values from every sphere of society, including the church. The American Humanist Association has a tagline on its logo that declares goodness without God. Why is it important to know this? Well, because from a biblical perspective, it's false at its foundation. First of all, any idea or thought that denies God is a lie from Satan himself. And secondly, from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, and from the account of the seven days of creation, the Bible teaches that God is the creative source of that which is good on earth. Let me read Genesis one thirty one from the Living Bible. Then God looked over all that he had made, and it was excellent in every way. Reading James one seventeen in the Amplified Bible, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, the creator and sustainer of the heavens, in whom there's no variation, no rising or setting, or shadow cast by his turning, for he is perfect and never changes. Now, I'm certainly not an expert on the humanist movement, but I am coming to understand that whether we identify it as a religious humanism, secular humanism, intellectual humanism, or humanism in any other form, what we are seeing in this season is the result of a process that connects ancient Eastern religion, the age of Greek thought, the Renaissance, and the manifestation of the humanist movement in the U.S. during the first half of the 20th century. Now, if you want to become more knowledgeable about what the humanists really believe and promote, I suggest that you do a web search. Search for Humanist Manifesto 1 and the American Humanist Association. Humanist Manifesto 1 is a document signed in 1933 that is a somewhat foundational or cradle statement of the 15 core values of the humanist in America at that time. In more recent years, Humanist Manifesto 2 and Humanist Manifesto 3 have served to update the original, but none of these documents move beyond the godless ideology that serves as the ultimate trademark of humanism. From a biblical perspective, each of these documents remind me of the subtle words of the serpent that beguiled and deceived Eve in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3. These documents entice the human mind with words that appeal to human logic in a manner that attempts to mask their ultimate objective to deceive the hearer into disobeying God and his word. It is important to recognize that the doctrine of humanism has infiltrated the classrooms of public schools and institutions of higher learning across America. Over a period of several decades, the maturing seeds of this movement have already produced a multi-generational harvest. We have graduated class after class of humanist disciples and sympathizers. Through their training and indoctrination in humanist values, these disciples of humanism have now invaded the media, arts, science, and every aspect of our culture, including government. I would suggest that anyone who has pursued a degree or served on a faculty or staff of a secular college or university since the first half of the 20th century has been exposed on some level to what I refer to as the humanist virus. And further still, I would also propose that churches, church-affiliated schools, and church colleges are not free from exposure to the politically correct and deceitfully invasive philosophies associated with intellectual humanism. 
The acceptance of humanist values is even now causing division in the churches of America. This is serious. Christians can no longer afford to be naive. We should take seriously the instruction that Paul gave to his spiritual son Timothy in 1 Timothy 1.18. I want to share that with you from the New King James Version. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Next, I'd like to share Paul's instruction to the church at Corinth that is found in 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5, and that's reading from the Amplified Bible. For though we walk in the flesh as mortal men, we're not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh and using the weapons of man. The weapons of our warfare are not physical, weapons of flesh and blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses, We're destroying sophisticated arguments in every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we're taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. Think about this language now. Paul was not trained as a soldier. By education, he was a scholarly Pharisee taught at the feet of Gamaliel, a doctor of the law. Yet in these passages, Paul speaks of the life of faith in military terms. And again, to the church at Ephesus, Paul writes, in Ephesians 6.11, reading from the Amplified again, put on the full armor of God, for his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier, so that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and strategies and deceits of the devil. To the church at Thessalonica, Paul once more speaks in military terms in 1 Thessalonians 5.8. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. And that's from the New King James Version. The J.B. Phillips Version of Ephesians 6.12 tells us, For our fight is not against any physical enemy. It's against organizations and powers that are spiritual. We're up against the unseen power that controls this dark world and spiritual agents from the very headquarters of evil. So think about the voices you're trusting these days and ask yourself this question. Are they telling me the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Or do these voices have a hidden agenda that is intended to replace or pervert the will and plan of God for my life? Regardless of whether it is the voice of humanism or any other godless doctrine or philosophy or ism, as a member of the body of Christ, God has given you and me the ability to recognize and identify these voices for what they are, lying vanities. And as we read earlier in 2 Corinthians 10.5, we are destroying sophisticated arguments in every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we're taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. Now, in our next podcast, we'll begin to explore the keys to separating fact from fiction, truth from error, keys to recognizing the voice of truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and separating ourselves from the voice and influence of innuendo, propaganda, half-truths, and lies. Jesus tells us in John 8.32 from the Living Bible, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This is Dave Burnett, thanking you for joining us on today's God's Family Plan podcast. Until next time, 
I decree that you and your household know the truth, and you are truly free. In Jesus' name, amen.